Hi, everyone. Welcome back to All Up with BMHM podcast. This is Firose, and we are here today with a special BMHM guest. Hi, guys. My name is Oshi, and I'm the outreach coordinator for BMHM. Hi, we're also here with Ansha. Ramadan Mubarak for those who celebrate. This month's podcast will be reflecting on our own spiritual journey. When we were deciding on what we were going to be discussing this month, of course, I wanted to honor the the holy month of Ramadan, but also more so reflecting on what we've kind of overcome these past few years, right? Like with COVID, the last two years and how different everything feels. I was also listening to or reflecting on last year's um, spiritual podcast that we also did during this time during Ramadan and how it felt so different than it feels this year. I was a lot more down last year. I was not connected to really anyone like in general, like with my family, with my friends, with, with my body. But this year I've done so much more reflective and active work with myself. I've been able to have more time doing like readings, listening to other podcasts, that I'll I'll mention later probably because it's been really helpful. And just being able to have these discussions I think is so important. I know last year we touched on how different um, this month can feel for everyone, like depending on the situation, like in terms of the pandemic, um, like isolation, and then even the other side of it, which is like, even without the pandemic, like in terms of your own spirituality. And like, for me, I think it was like opposite for me from what you were describing. Like, I think during the pandemic, I felt more, I mean, there were definitely like a lot of downtimes for me, but some part of it was also like, oh, I knew that maybe no one else was hanging out or gathering together. So it kind of made me feel like more in solidarity, like, oh, okay, like no one's doing anything. So it's like almost okay that I'm not. But then for this year, I guess like since everything really is back up in full swing and like this year, it's like kind of the opposite for me where I'm like, oh, like I don't feel connected like in any sort of really community Um, like, or I don't feel unified, Um, like a lot of my closest friends, the ones that are participating in Ramadan, or like are practicing Muslims, they do have a lot of like their practices, maybe like with their families, or like, they're also really busy with busy schedules. So a lot of the people that I do hang out with, more on a regular basis aren't celebrating they're not muslim so i think for me like that isolation factor almost feels like more heavy this year where i just don't feel like connected at all like i i honestly like talking about it here is probably the most connected quote unquote i feel to this topic like during this month or even this year wow i think i very much relate to that just because we do talk about like community a lot and the last couple of years, I've I've been doing Ramadan by myself, but for some reason, I don't know, I guess it could be the pandemic or just moving to a new city. I've realized like that I've been lacking that community a lot. And I think we've talked about earlier, I've tried finding it in like, you know, school, um, but just everybody's working. Everybody either has like their own families and stuff. So it can be very isolating. And I think that was one of my biggest challenges while starting Ramadan this year because I was just like oh man like it is very much you know it's a lot of of isolation but it's a lot of like thinking about everything by yourself and going through this journey kind of just feeling like oh I'm the only one here so I definitely I definitely feel that for me I one first like I relate to really both of you and I'm so happy that we're able to just be here and hold space for each other 
and just I'll be vulnerable because I think this is looked at as such a taboo topic where none of us are claiming to be scholars, obviously, in Islam. Um, We're just really speaking from our heart and what we've experienced. And when you're doing, when you're celebrating or practicing Ramadan, especially by yourself, I feel like that's such, such, such a true test in terms of your faith and also your kind of like self-control because you know mom and dad aren't waking you up to eat in the morning or like you know you're not waking up from a nap and iftar is ready for you right like you're you you're you have to be determined you have to really set that alarm for yourself cook your own iftar um whether it's prayer whether it's readings that you you know you feel like you want to spend time with that's all on your accord when I originally moved out four years ago I I had no kind of like self-control in that aspect. I just, I'm like, oh, no one's telling me what to do. So I guess I'm not going to fast today, right? No, like there was no, like this like guilt (laughs) that I think we all experience when we don't fast was like, wasn't looming as much because I don't live with my parents anymore. So I don't have to do this. And like this month's been so different because I've I've been able to sit down and do my own kind of, my readings, my own research and be more so in tune with like what my body could be capable of and listening to my body when it's like, uh, uh-uh, like full disclosure. I mean, most of us know, like I, so I have IBS, so it's sometimes really hard for me to fast. And so I listen to my body and I'm just like, maybe not today. I will try tomorrow. Right. Like even having that and not feeling so guilty about it, I think it's been, so healing but it took me what four years to get here so this is not easy Mm -mm. I think now one change one positive change that I've been noticing and you know thank you so much for sharing that but I just want to add in like it's so nice to see you know other people within the Muslim community that's more accepting of like not just accepting but like understanding of these like situations as in you know nobody's perfect we are not perfect Muslims and it's okay like it is okay to listen to your body and I feel like growing up that just was not emphasized at all so it was either like you know you're doing it or you're not doing it and like this is right and this is wrong and like there's no gray area and I think growing up and like you know fasting by myself going through Ramadan by myself I have that time to think like okay it's it's much more and it's not just like only a spiritual but it's also like you know let's reflect on yourself let let me listen to my body let me figure out like you know what do I really need and I don't know it just recently I've been noticing just a lot of growth and I just want to acknowledge that and I really do I do appreciate that within the community and just like I think you've noticed it I've noticed it I've noticed it within my family my friend group so whatever change is happening I I love it I love it Yeah, I think growing up, there wasn't really a gray area, like from what I recall at all. It was very uh, black and white, like just, you know, you're either like a good person if you do X, Y, and Z, and or you're a bad person if you don't do these things. And, and I remember like growing up, I was always questioning things within myself or like asking 
adults at the time. And like, I was never met with like an appreciation for my questions or like, oh, why don't I find out like maybe what a scholarly reference says about this or like what like the true meaning is behind your question. It was more just like, no, this is the way we were taught and this is it. And I mean, even like, let's say something that is concrete, let's say, quote unquote, like, let's say if you have like a medical issue or something, like even if I would ask something like that, it was not uh, well received. It was just like, oh, well, like, you know, this doesn't matter. Like you need to put that, like you need to put your faith above everything else. And I mean, that whole idea of like self-sacrificing and like not listening to your body or your mental health. I mean, that's been taught to us even outside of religion, like just in our culture and like everyone's culture, like has been taught that. So I, I agree with you. It is really nice to see that people are kind of like trying to slow down or at least understand things for themselves and like almost like when you try to understand things for yourself, I feel like it takes away that judgmental space for someone else. Because if you're like so focused on yourself and like you start to realize you yourself might have like quote unquote shortcomings, which I don't even see them as shortcomings um, when people, you know, don't want to do something, then you're less inclined to be like wondering why someone else isn't doing something. So like I, I do wish that was demonstrated for us when we were little. But it is nice seeing it now and like being able to talk about it with the both of you here at least because there is like some sort of validation there. So I actually have a question about this and I wanted to ask you both this, but growing up to adulthood now, right? What was like the spiritual spiritual journey like? Like, you know, did you go from really believing or like not believing and then transition or like just because I, I feel like the experience that I had is very common, but I just want to hear you guys out. I think when I was an undergrad, I was very gung-ho on, because now, keep in mind, like, I just left my family's home. So I had a lot of, like, restrictive and even judgmental principles. Like, I, I wouldn't maybe even hang out with somebody because they would, you know, they, not just that they wouldn't be the same religion as me, because growing up, I've had friends various cultures and religions but it was more of like the way they behaved or the way they dressed I wouldn't have been close with them um, and I consider that a judgment because who am I to, to assume that they're of this like character just because of the way they dress so it took like undergrad I was still in that phase of just kind of like listening to, like having that inner voice of like my parents saying like no this is bad you shouldn't do this like it was always good or bad like that was the only, and there was no gray ever. It was just good or bad. And then um, when I graduated undergrad, I became really depressed. It was the first time I saw a therapist for two years and she was incredible. She was like one of the best therapists I've had. I got into grad school and I felt, started feeling a lot better. My mental health was like just a complete difference. I started meeting a lot more people. But then I did notice me questioning more of like, I mean, who cares, you know, right? Who cares if this person dresses this way or who cares if this person isn't like following very similar lifestyle as me? Like they're still human. They, they're still compassionate. They're still empathetic. And I was in grad school for therapy. So I'm now, I'm also doing internships, learning about different people in different communities and how they cope. So 
that really opened my mind into things, but I did really fall, I would say fall off on my spiritual journey where I wasn't, I mean, like I really started only praying during Ramadan because I went go back to my parents' house and like I was kind of forced to like at that point. And then I would say the like just this year, I've really started to do everything on like my accord. So this new podcast I've been listening to, it's called The Digital Sisterhood. Um, we'll probably link it in the description below as well, because this has been like a, such a transformative podcast for me. And I'm so happy to find it where it's a first podcast where I feel like these women are speaking about their spiritual journey in a non-judgmental way. And I never hear it. Any spiritual podcast I try to listen to, it seems like so much more about rules and regulations and this and that. And this is just like, they, they acknowledge that they're very like, religious women but how they got there and like what they believe in and I'm just like this is great like I love this content like they don't speak badly about anybody they seem so patient and I'm I I would say I'm really starting to do the work now at the age of 30 and I think that's okay I think that's great that I found my way for me like growing up it was like now that I reflect on it back as an adult now, like looking at like little child me, uh, I can see that like for me, religion was kind of like pushed on to me, like not even only by my parents, but like maybe my parents' friends. Looking back, I'm realizing like none of these adults were actually practicing or like fully believed in what they were telling me. So, I mean, it's no wonder that like I ended up like following through with my journey how I did because I'm learning more and more every day like also like with children if you don't lead by example like who are they also learning from like you can't just tell someone what to do and like force them into it like that's never gonna work or if it does work it it does come at a cost uh so like for me growing up I mean I like my parents didn't enroll me in like uh like Quran class or anything like that um but they would like threaten me to like if I did something wrong oh like we should have put you in like Razi school and I'm like okay like first off that's like a terrible thing to say to your kid but also you're showing me and teaching me at that time like you're ingraining into my head like religion is a punishment like for when Mm -hmm. you're bad so that's what I grew up thinking and then uh like similarly well to you I I left like uh to go dorm in undergrad and that was like the first time I was not living at home and I definitely was not like at that point I was just really really confused like on weekends or like whenever I would go home it was kind of like yeah like oh like you know I have to listen to my parents kind of thing like if Ramadan came around and like it was when I was at home like okay like my mom would be like oh like why aren't you fasting you have to fast so it's Mm -hmm. like kind of like I would do it out of obligation because like I'm also like living at my parents house and like I'm not trying to get yelled at. I always felt like people were judging me because I was like more like quote unquote liberal growing up. So for me, like it became synonymous to me that liberal meant non-religious and conservative meant religious. When now I realize you can be whatever you want, religious, liberal, like there aren't actually labels. It's really your own journey. And everyone was just so concerned with my journey or like focusing on making their journey my journey or judging me and yeah like in turn I became judgmental too like I was judgmental um like even when I wasn't religious myself like I would judge religious people 
or I would even judge people who didn't have the same beliefs as me like oh wow like you know I can't believe they believe in that x y and z and Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm not talking about like actual harmful stuff because like for you know harmful stuff or abusive things that like we portray in religion or culture like you know that's always going to be unacceptable for me uh but it was just like you know little things like oh wow like you're really not gonna follow that rule like come on just be a little bit more flexible like why are you so strict like that was my belief and you know that's wrong and I if someone is like happy with what they're doing on their own journey and it's not harming anyone else like who am I to judge? But I was taught also myself to be judgmental because people were judging me. So it was just like a really bad cycle versus now I feel like I'm just more accepting. And yeah, that's kind of like where my journey is. And right now I would say I like, I don't know where I'm at right now, but I would say it's more closely tied to the community factor versus like my beliefs. Like, it's like, I wish I had more people to share these beliefs with or like have these conversations with so that it would feel more concrete versus like, in my head, it's still like, oh, like, I still have like, you know, those memories of like, oh, religion is like, just here to control or like, judge. And the autonomy, right, that we have now that we didn't have, I think that's such a huge part of it. Or we we felt like we didn't have, I should say. Yeah, like, I think now I'm just, okay, I'm, like, finally in my own headspace with no one else influencing me. So I really just want to move forward doing things for myself. And, like, I want to know what I truly believe without anyone else's influence on me. I feel like I can really relate to, like, both, you know, both of these journeys. I think for me, it was very much, I did not have, like, a good relationship with Islam growing up just because, you know, like we mentioned, like it was always a, it was always a threat. It was always like, oh, we're going to send you to, um, you know, Quran school and, you know, you're going to hate it. So it's like, why are you associating this with something su- like with so much negativity? But, you know, my parents did try, like they tried to put me in Arabic school and just did not have a good experience. And they're like, okay, so she's not enjoying it. She doesn't want to do this. We'll just like, you know, try to teach her whatever we can at home. And I think that's when, I mean, I know this now, but like not when growing up, it was a lot of cultural based rules. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, you don't know any better because you're a child. So you're like, okay, whatever my parents say must be right. But now that I'm an adult and I've had the opportunity and, you know, independence to just, you know, look through the books, read it for myself and just understand like, okay, what was actually going on? Like, is this even a real thing or was this just told to me like in another way to be like, okay, we're going to guilt trip you and try to control you. So I think by the time I realized that, just like you guys, I moved out for undergrad. So when I was dorming and um, I was just like, oh man, like I, I have no reason to follow this. Like there's, there's no reason for me to go back to something that obviously gave me such like, you know, terrible feelings. But at the same time, I realized it, I personally, I was lacking community. And I think that's the one thing I really enjoyed about, you know, my religion was like the community that I got from it. Like it was so nice to, you know, have these celebrations and just like spend days and just like all these fun nights with family and friends and just like have a good time. Like those were the good memories that I associated religion with. And when I kind of like gave it up, I was just like, oh, like I'm missing something. Like I'm definitely missing something in life, whether you call it guidance or just connection. 
And uh, that's, that's like one of the things that like led me into like therapy, just because I was trying to figure out like, why am I so unhappy? Is it because I, you know, I stopped believing the religion that was taught by my parents? Or was it like something else in life? Long story short, it was a lot of things in life. But, but through religion, after that, after therapy, having the four years of undergrad, and then coming into grad school and just living in a totally different state, than my parents I really had the time to like really reflect and I realized like I I do I do love this religion and I do want to go back but I think at the same time I've been very scared to go back into a community where it's like it's it's always known for this judgment and I don't know if it's like the Bangladeshi community itself or just you know the Muslim community but I think I think there's there's a lot of people with this fear of like okay I, I want to go back onto this like spiritual journey and, you know, I may be already on it and I want to learn more. I want to connect with people who are kind of like on the same boat. But I feel like it's so hard to find these people that, you know, give you this platform where it's like, okay, it's a non-judgmental platform. But um, I think that's one of like the bigger obstacles that I'm currently going through. Yeah, I I totally relate. I remember when I first, like my freshman year and even my sophomore year in undergrad, when I went to MSA, it was it wasn't as heavily um, like South Asian based. It was more I don't know. I'm assuming now, but it definitely wasn't South Asian based. But I'm assuming it was more like Arab based and. To me, they they were a lot more like accepting of like when I walked in the room, I didn't know where to sit. Like, you know, like I remember this one girl and I, I wish I remember her name, but she was so sweet. She came over and she took my hand and like she just like introduced me to her friends. I sat down, I prayed next to her and it was just like a really nice feeling. But then my junior and senior year of undergrad it became more South Asian based and I everyone had their own little clique. And I'm like, I'm happy that they had their own friends and stuff, but I didn't, I had more male Muslim friends than I do female Muslim friends. So I would have to go to MSA by myself, but all my guy friends are in the, the men section. So obviously I can't sit with them. And I just felt so alone because I didn't have anyone to sit with the last two years. Everyone already had their own friends. And my, my friends that went to different colleges, they tried to even set me up with their friends at the same school, but like, we didn't really connect. And that's when I was just like, all right, I'm not going to go anymore. So I don't, I, 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 we still don't know, like, is it really South Asian based of like, why we're more highly critical, or why we can't just accept people that are that look different from us that dress different from us. And I'm not here to, you know, stereotype or generalize, but we're speaking from our own experience. And it just kind of sucks that this is our own community. Yeah, I definitely have like, I totally relate to like that MSA situation where it feels it feels so clicky. Um, between the two schools that I have been in, one, you know, very similar, it was, uh, it was majority Arab based. So there was not many South Asians, which is fine. But it was very much like, you know, we are, we're one type of Muslim, and you're, you know, somewhere else on the scale. So you could definitely feel that in the room. Like, it was just one of the main reasons where I was like, oh, this isn't something that, you know, is 
as as welcoming as I thought it would be just because I feel like MSA most MSAs they always um push for this statement where it's like oh you know everyone is welcome but once you're there you could really see like the divide and it's just like okay if you don't dress a certain way if you don't wear a hijab like it's kind of just like a it's very obvious and I just thought that was like you know the very first MSA that I saw but now in grad school I see it as well so and it kind of it, it's very it's very sad because it's just like a lot of these people are, are you know older as well and we're still acting as if these clicky communities are okay you know that's one of the main reasons where I was just like you know maybe this still is not right for me and I I do hate that like I really do hate that I would love to be part of that community but as we keep mentioning I'm not seeing like a platform where it's like non-judgmental there's always someone like judging and it's like either you're not Muslim enough or you know you're not conservative enough and it's just not giving that welcoming environment so I just don't see why I would even put myself in a situation like that make myself feel like that when I don't need to yeah like it, it's exactly what you said is like I feel like I'm just not enough so like why am I gonna bother and like try to join these so-called communities and then just like further hurt myself when I'm like oh like I'm just fine like you know with the few people that like I can talk to about it and like it is what it is versus kind of like being re-triggered all over again or something um and wondering like oh like you know why are we still clicky when we're like entering like a new decade of our you know lives like I thought we left that behind in like high school or college um like that's so sad and weird to hear about like even in grad school and that like older people are still acting like that because it's like you know now we have resources and more awareness so like why are people still acting like that and to touch upon like the cultural aspect of it yeah like a lot of the things that I I was taught when I was younger and like I mean like my parents will still try to tell me some things like that and like so will um people like you know just like family members or extended family members they'll try to put in like cultural aspects and then deem it as religious and I just have to be like no that's not true like like, show me where it says that. And, like, let's say it, like, let's say it did say that somewhere. It still doesn't matter. Like, the whole point is that you are supposed to question things and, like, ask why. And, like, things can be outdated. You are allowed to, like, make something relevant for current day situations. And, like, I don't know if that's where the disconnect is with people. I mean, definitely with other generations there is. But, like, I mean, I've witnessed it like even in our own generations so yeah I don't know what's wrong with being curious right like in a so as a therapist that's like the the forefront of our work like be curious is how I live every day and by doing that that's how we create vulnerable spaces so I'm not assuming, I'm not judging, I'm being curious as to like where the, your thoughts are coming from. Like, oh, why do you practice like this ritual or like this, you know, event? Like that. that's just coming from a, a curiosity standpoint. And it's looked at as just being like, what's like disrespectful. That I never understood. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. It's like challenging and being different 
is so disrespectful in the eyes of so many people who are used to not questioning anything and just kind of like following exactly what they've been told and questioning things is uncomfortable and that's the issue like people aren't willing to feel uncomfortable like it would be easier probably for all of us to just go back into these communities or like the msa groups and be like oh you know like i feel lonely right now or like i want to do a group iftar like a lot of those activities and things like even look so much fun like even when I see like everyone hosting together and like they now there's decorations, which we didn't even have that when we were younger. I'm like, like I could have like a whole star in my living room and like put the dates a certain way. And I'm like, oh, but like, I mean, I would be inviting a lot of my friends who are not Muslim and that's totally OK. And I have so much fun when I do that. But it is such a different feeling to like be like breaking your fast with people who like also were breaking it together and like keeping it for the same reasons but like also I felt like after I was breaking my fast whenever I was keeping these fasts and I was around people that I didn't really identify with I felt like oh like what was the point like you know for myself I felt like okay like I'm so proud of myself I did this but then like, I don't want to just, like, have, like, Charboth and a date and then, like, that's it. Like, it would be so nice to, like, break our fast and be like, oh, so, like, what did you learn this month? Or, like, you know, do you feel... How did it feel? I've never talked about my feelings after breaking a fast. It's just like, oh, my gosh. Okay, like, are you guys, like, going to pray after this? And it's like, uh, sure. I think, I think it's definitely just, like, a domino effect of, like culturally like what we were taught and even now like with people our age as well it's just like a reflection of you know following what their parents have taught them and just not questioning it and it's just like okay this is the norm so let's just continue it because it seems like it's working but I feel like it's definitely okay to be uncomfortable it's definitely okay to like I never even thought about that's how crazy it is I never even thought about just like sitting there and like talking about like things we've learned or like emotions like the fact that you know, through 23 years of life, that has not once come up during iftar. I think that's absolutely wild, like absolutely wild. And it just really proves that point of like, are we are we really like talking? Are we building a community or are we just like, OK, here's the most minimal tasks, break fast and then pray. And that that's it. Like that is the entire point of Ramadan. Like there's nothing else there. And it's just it's giving it's giving Ramadan and maybe you can even say like the religion itself, like it's showing that it's like one dimensional, but it's not like it's so mm-hmm. deep and there's so many ways to learn from each other in this community, but there isn't really like an opportunity to talk about these things. So honestly, that's a really good idea. I, I really like that. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I will force myself to text in my family chat, even though like I don't know who's even reading it, but, you know, being honest, like, oh, guys, I'm really struggling today, you know, and my mom will call me and she'll be like, she'll say her like religious stuff, but then she'll really be like, listen, like I, she would admit I'm struggling today too. And like, that's what I want. That's what I want to hear. Not that she's struggling, but like, be honest, be real that like, mommy, like you're, you're, she's almost a six-year-old woman. Like, of course, this is going to be hard for you, you know, like this, it's amazing that you're able to do it because your faith is so strong. But for people to act like this is a breeze or like, oh, I don't even feel hungry because my connection to God is so strong. Like, okay, that's great. But that's also like being heavily dishonest. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it's like no one talks about their feelings in general. So it's like you add this layer of like spirituality or religion and then 
it just makes it even more layered and yet not layered. I I didn't even realize like what I said. Like I know I said it, but now I'm like, whoa, wait, like I've never just like bit into the food at Iftar and asked like, hey, how did everyone's fast go today? You know what's crazy? I feel like I feel like if I was to have this conversation with like my family, it would it would just be such an odd question for them because they'd be like, okay, well, you know, did you expect it to be easy? Like it's it's you have to do this. It's an obligation. But a lot of the times like they, you know, I would love to hear from my parents this their honesty and just hear like, okay, we worked all day. It was really rough, but uh we did it and now we're sitting at this table all together. But I feel like that itself is like why is it so hard to talk about? Is it like the ego? Is it that uh is that oh no, I have to prove that I'm yeah. strong enough to do this because that's showing my faith. I feel like faith should be about the honesty and it's just like, okay, it is hard and I am struggling, but I still want to sit at this table with everyone and just talk about this. Yeah, and I think like this month and, you know, every month really should be about like reflecting and like sitting with yourself to have that time to really wonder like, why am I doing this? Like, who am I like kind of here for? Or like, why? And again, it's the why that people don't ask. And yeah, like, I mean, even I think that's even why I didn't start fasting this month at all. Because I was like, you know, what is my why for the month? And I couldn't find it. So I was like, I don't want to just do something just for the sake of it. And then like to tell people that I did, when the other part of me is like, oh, I don't even know the why behind it. Like setting intention is so like huge. I think just in general of, you know, when when we do things out of routine or like social norms, it takes away from our own like authenticity, our own like reflection purpose. Like we forget like, wait, why? Even it's just like little things like watching TV, like you'll be watching like binge watching something that is not even like worthy of your time or brain cells but right like we get sucked in into this routine and we forget like what our intention is and if you don't have that right now like honor that that's okay we're not supposed to know everything and figure it out at one time just because it's Ramadan doesn't mean that like we we turn on our spirituality that's not how life works so if we're not there I think a lot of it is just to be patient with yourself. And, you know, if one day you get there, that's amazing. If you don't, that's okay too. There are other things in life that could also bring you content, peace, positivity. Like, it's just for us to figure that out. Yeah, and I think, like, now thinking about it and talking about it more, it's kind of like, oh, wow, like, my actions are aligned with who I am right now. Like, who I am right now would not be happy just fasting and not having a why behind it or like really knowing why I'm doing what I'm doing like that would make me more unhappy than like thinking about like oh like you know I should I be fasting or should I not or like how come it's so easy for other people to be fasting and not questioning why they're doing it like but then again it's like it's not my problem or it's not my business or it's their own journey like if they feel like they need to do it out of an obligation like okay like that's what they learned and that's their own journey and like you know there's a lot of things in life where like I had to unlearn like that like growing up like oh everyone's still doing this or that like why am I the different one that says like no to this and I'm like oh okay 
it's because like I'm me. I think I think it's been like really romanticized a lot recently too. Just like you know, I think we were talking about just all these uh, vlogs on like TikTok and stuff. It really does make it seem like you can do so much, but in reality, it's like it's just editing some clips together, and you know, we're not talking about the commute, the work day you know, making the food, all that type of stuff. It just makes it look so easy and it's very easy to kind of get lost in that and just be like, oh, I'm really not doing enough. This person is doing all that and I'm still not enough. So yeah. that kind of just puts me in a situation where it's like, oh man, like maybe I should just stop. Maybe I'm not good enough for this or, you know, I'm not doing it correct. But I think it really takes time to just like step back and just think about the fact that like, you know, they have a different relationship with their religion and that's completely okay they you know they may have had more practice with this or with that completely okay but that does not make my experience you know less than theirs so I think it's just like a constant reminder that I do have to tell myself yeah not to to compare that took so long I think I still do it at times I think it's really hard not to especially like as a, a grown adult but to remind myself that Every, everyone's different in their own paths, in their own journey. Hopefully one day I can get to a place where I'm like content with mine, but like this is the best part, figuring it out, you know, and not sure. comparing and not judging ourselves, being compassionate, all of that. I think we tend to forget that. And unfortunately, we didn't grow up in an environment that taught us that. But we're, you know, that's why we're here. We're here to break cycles. That's always been like kind of our goal with BMHM, with the podcast, with like our creative writers, like the um, social media content that we post, like all of that is to essentially break these cycles that we were taught, like the negative aspects of it and, you know, hope for the better and do better. So I really appreciate all that's, you know, all the people that are listening and to know that you're not alone. The three of us clearly resonated with one another. And I think that's great. I do want to add a couple of resources, which I was lucky enough to stumble upon. So there's actually a, a community organization. It's, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, M-A-S-G-D. They are a Muslim Alliance for Sexual and Gender Diversity um, support group for LGBTQ plus Muslims. And they have these Ramadan like weekly check-ins, um, which I thought was pretty cool. They do it like once a week. It's on their Instagram. So I'll post that on the bottom as well as the um, Digital Sisterhood podcast link. Thank you everyone for listening. We will see you or hear from you next month. Mm-hmm.